word of prayer, and then we'll begin the message this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that we're back in our building, Lord. It brings joy to our hearts. We've kept this building up in such a good condition over these years. We thank you for the grace that has helped us with that. And now it's even cleaner than before. And it was just a silver lining to it, Lord. And we pray now that you will speak to our hearts through your word. Please teach us. Please inspire us and encourage us. Please challenge us and convict us. And please make us the Christians you want us to be, living victorious lives. And now, Lord, please hide me behind the cross and may the words shared be from you and be your words and touch our lives. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. There were two doctors, lady doctors. One was named Avi uh, Carney, and the other is Leslie Unger Leiter. And they were with the National Institute of Mental Health, and they did a fascinating study. And they were asking people to do a simple motor task, like tapping their fingers on the wood or on the table, like that. And so they studied these people and the effect that that had on them for a period of four weeks. And they found at the end of this time that this simple exercise had done something that they never expected it to do. It recruited nerve cells and rewired their neural, neuronal connections. When we read the scripture and study it and meditate upon it, and memorize it, what we are doing is rewiring our spiritual neuronical connections, and it encourages us so much. When you study about the human brain, the gray matter, our minds, it is such a fascinating subject, and it's so amazing. You can take the greatest computer, with the fastest speeds and can calculate per second all these things, it can't compare to the human mind. The mind that God gave us is so fantastic. We can remember things. We have memories. We can reason. We can rationalize. We can analyze. God has given us a brain. And it reminds me of the story of the Wizard of Oz. When they were on their way to see the wizard, remember the scarecrow wanted to have a brain. That was his thing. That was the thing he was going to get when he got to the wizard. That's what he wanted. But the human mind is so fascinating. People study it, special doctors and, and things. And there was a man named Earl Rademacher in his book, You and Your Thoughts, wrote this. He says, your brain, my brain, is capable of recording 800 memories per second for 75 years without ever getting tired. Our bodies get tired, but our brains don't get tired. Now, it's sad to say that we have some illnesses that go around today called Alzheimer's and dementia. They rob people of their memories. They rob people of their cognitive thinking. And we need to pray for those folks. And we need to pray that they'll come up with a cure because it is a very debilitating disease. But today we're going to talk about the mind and we're going to talk about it in the connection with our subject today, using our minds for Christ. God gave us a brain. He gave us thoughts and he wants us to use it for his glory. 
so that our thoughts will be focused on Him and what He has done for us. And we're going to look at three things this morning. Number one, focus on Christ. That's where our mind should be. That should be our mindset. Secondly, focus on the things above, not on the things of this world. If we put our focus on the things of this world, one day it might be good, but another day it's going to be bad, and it's going to be more bad than good. And third, focus on the positive and profitable things. This world is full of evil and vileness and corruption, and if we think about those things, it'll take us down. But when we think about the profitable and positive things, it will encourage us. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 is such a beautiful verse, and I think most of us know it. Many of us have memorized it. It's a beautiful verse. And it says this, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by how? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Sometimes we as Christians almost shy away from talking about the mind and the brain because psychologists and psychiatrists, they come along and they try to put human reasonings into all of these things instead of thanking God that he's given us a mind to use. He's given us thoughts. He's given it to us to use for his glory. And so we're going to look, first of all, about focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a beautiful verse that I love so much in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. And it says this, You, that is God, will keep him, that is us, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The Hebrew word is samach, which means to lean, to lay, or to rest or support. And when we put our trust in the Lord and put our minds on Him and focus on Him, think of the success, the victory, and the encouragement we'll have to focus on Christ. That's what the disciples did when Jesus was here on earth. And when they did that, they were successful. But I think of our dear friend Peter, who was walking on the water, and when he was walking along the water to Jesus, as Jesus commanded him to do, he started to sink because he started to look at the waves and look at things, and he start, his mind started saying, I can't do this. I, this is not humanly possible for me to be walking on this water and these waves and this wind, and he started to sink. But God has given us his word, and he wants us to have our minds under his control, and he wants us to be a blessing, and he wants us to focus on Jesus. When Jesus restored Peter in the 21st chapter of John, he said to him, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And these can be anything other than Jesus. Any person or anything, if we love any person or anything more than Jesus, it doesn't work. And he wants to be the master of our minds. He wants to be in control of our minds. I found a great quote, and I'm going to say it twice. I love this quote. It says, let the mind of the master be the master of your mind. Isn't that great? Jesus is the master. Let the master, the Lord Jesus Christ, be the master of your mind. And when Jesus is in control of our thoughts and our thinking and our way of doing things, just think of how much greater it's going to be. I love that hymn that says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. 
look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. The problem is, though, we get so distracted. We're oftentimes a lot like Peter. We get so distracted by the things of the world. We put on the TV, and all of a sudden there's a hurricane here, and there's a shooting there, and there's, there's destruction here and there, and evil and corruption, and we just want to sometimes turn off that, that radio or turn off that television or shut down the computer or whatever it is because it's so sad and so discouraging, and sometimes you get angry at some of the things that are going on in this world today. And when we let our thoughts go to those things, we, we, have, we can't help it. But when we put our thoughts on Christ, then we will be blessed indeed. There's another hymn I love so much. It says, we sing it on Wednesday night with Randy and the worship team. It says, all through the day, all through the night, dwell in his promises, walk in his light. Darkness shall flee at his command. All through the day and night, we're in his hand. So whether we're getting up first thing in the morning or we're going to bed at night, our, our focus, our attention should be on the Lord. You know, if you're a football fan, they always say, you've got to be focused for four quarters, right? If you want to win that football game, you've got to be into it for four quarters. If you're not, you're going to lose. And we have to be focused on Christ for four quarters. We've got to be focused on him every day, every hour, because of how much is going on in this world that can be distracting to us in our walk with the Lord. Secondly, it's important for us to focus on the things above. The things above is where our priority should be. And Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, talk about that. It says this, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. And then notice this, set your mind on things above, not on the things of this earth. I ask you this question this morning. When you're all alone, nobody else around, not the wife, not the husband, not the kids, not work, you're just by yourself in your thoughts, what do you think about? What do you think about? Only two people know what we think about, the Lord and us. And sometimes we live in this secret world of our own thoughts. Nobody knows what we're thinking. And sometimes bad thoughts can come into our mind. And as soon as they do, we need to confess them to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. I don't know where this thought came from. I forsake it. I confess it. It's sin. Please cleanse my mind, like we sang in that hymn this morning. And so God wants us to think about those things which are from the things above. Yes, this, the things of heaven. I always think of Jessica's car she has on, on there, her slogan, uh, living for heaven. That's what we should be doing. We should be doing living for heaven. And when you think about heaven, you think about the Lord's coming soon. And when you think about the Lord's coming soon, pretty soon these things of the world, they don't seem quite as important anymore. The deadlines, the pressures, the things we go through, the difficulties, the hardships, the pain. And, and when we put our attention on the things above, he will help us through and he will give us the victory. I love what Paul said to the Philippians in chapter 4 and verse 8 of Philippians. He said, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, 
And if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditation is a lost art today, but we as Christians need to bring it back. Meditation means you sit before the Lord, you read his word, and you think about it. You use your mind as well as your heart to think, how does that word of God apply to my life right now? I'm waiting on the Lord for a job. I'm waiting on the Lord for a spouse. I'm waiting on the Lord for, for a house. Whatever it is, we're going through certain circumstances, difficult trials, uh, health issues, all of these kinds of things. And when we put our thoughts on the Lord and the things above, he will help us to realize what's most important is our relationship with him and what he wants us to do. There was a man named Halford Lukak who wrote in the Christian Herald, we all know the word landscape, and we have beautiful landscape here at the church. But someone has proposed a similar word, and that word is mindscape. And I think this is a great word. It means that your whole view of life, your whole mindset should be redeemed, it should be restored, it should be renewed by the Lord so that that can be a blessing. It says in Proverbs 23 and verse 7, As a man thinks in his heart or in his mind, so is he. You are what you think. They tell us you are what you eat. And what you eat can either make you healthy or unhealthy. But the same is true and even more so. What you think about is the real person. That's what you are, is what your thoughts are. So we need to remember to focus on Christ. And number two, focus on the things above. And the third thing is to focus on the positive and wholesome and profitable things of this world. Have you ever noticed you've been sitting, you're sitting at church or you're sitting at home and all of a sudden your mind starts to wander, right? Your mind starts to wander and it, it's like a river. It starts flowing into these places you don't want to go. So we have to say, wait a minute, where am I going? That's why if you ever had somebody, you've been talking to them and you said, Alan, are you, are you there? Are you, are you with me? Because Alan is thinking about something else, or I'm thinking about something else when Alan is talking. We can't be focused on two things. We can't think about two things at the same time. We have to focus. And so what we think about is so very important. And you can ask yourself, what do I think about most of the time? That is very true. Someone once said this, and it's so great. Watch your thoughts because they're going to become words. Watch your words because they're going to become actions. Watch your actions because they're going to become habits. Watch your habits because they're going to become your character. And watch your character because it's going to be your destiny. You know, remember in the Star Wars saga how the Jedi used to have the special Jedi mind trick? Because I, I, we know that because they would say, uh, the, the characters would say, I'm not going to fall for that old Jedi mind trick. Job of the Hutt, right? I'm not going to fall for the Jedi mind trick. Because the Jedi could use their power of their minds to get the person to do what, what they wanted them to do. That's what the Jedis could do. And the mind was very powerful in that situation. And it is powerful in our, in our culture today. A number of years ago, way back, and I'm dating myself to this, if you're old enough to remember this national ad campaign that 
came on television and radio. Some of you will remember it. Some were too young, were not born yet. But the, the slogan was, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Do you remember that? Yes, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. They were talking about minorities and how education is so important. And you don't want to waste your mind. You want to get educated. And that's why it always says, go to college. Get your degree. Get educated. It's a good thing. And it is a good thing. And we should use our minds. And we should use them for the Lord. It's so very important. Uh, when sometimes we go on vacation and I have Bible apps on my, on my phone and I like to take Bible quizzes and some of them are pretty tough and they ask you questions that you have to, to answer and you see if you can get them right and then they tell you you're either a Bible scholar or maybe you, you're not quite to that level, right? And it's fun, it's, it's good and it tests us, keeps our minds sharp. It's very, very good. Another good one is these, these quizzes that come out uh, I have one recently that I get on my phone. It's called Word Genius. And every day it gives you a vocabulary word. And they give you a very hard word. Some of these <laughs> are tough. And so they give you the word, and then they give you four choices. And the choices of the words are very difficult also. And you have to pick, okay, which one of these words is, is the definition of the first word. And it's pretty cool. And things like this. I know Shelly likes to play these word games where she has things. You know, crossword puzzles, things like that? They're good to keep our minds sharp, and we want to keep our minds sharp. We don't want to let them stagnate. These are good things. Sometimes you can take supplements, too. They have, like, ginkgo biloba. I try to take as much of that as I can. I, my brain needs all the help it can get. And I think it helps me, but I don't know. I can't remember. <clears throat> <laughs> But you know, it, it, can be, it can be very helpful, and I like it because it's a natural supplement and it doesn't, it's not all these chemicals and, and all these things like that. I like the expression that said years ago, too, it's a very old-time expression, a penny for your thoughts, right? A penny for your thoughts. What are you thinking? A penny for your thoughts. But I wonder, does it keep up with inflation? Because a penny's not worth very much anymore. <laughs> it should be more like a dollar, maybe, maybe five dollars for your thoughts nowadays in our current financial situation. I love what it says in uh, 2 Corinthians 10.5 about the, the power of thoughts because the Apostle Paul says this to the Corinthians. He says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Can we do that? Is that, is that something we can do? It wouldn't say it in Scripture if we couldn't. That's what he's saying. We can capture our thoughts. We can bring them into captivity to the word of God. We have to do that. And it's something that can be done. There's a hymn writer who wrote these words. May the mind of Christ my Savior live in me from day to day by his love and power controlling all I do and say. So from this message today, remember you have a mind. Use it for the Lord. Keep it sharp. Keep it fresh. Keep it renewed. God wants to restore it. He wants to renew it. He wants to use it. Every thought bring in captivity to Christ. And as we heard this morning, that our thoughts will be under his control. That we focus on Christ. That's the most important thing. Focusing on the Lord. What he's done for us. Who he is. And what he's going to do for us in the future. 
those who put their minds on Christ is so important. Secondly, to put our mind, our focus, our attention, our thoughts on the things above, not the things of this world. He's given us his word to meditate on it. We should meditate on it. It will change our lives. It will transform us. And then to think about the positive and profitable things and not the negative things of this world. We all know people that are go around and they're negative about everything. If you tell them, well, it's, it's going to be a nice, hot, sunny day today. Why is it so hot? I don't like hot weather. And then you tell them it's going to rain today and it's going to be showery and windy and a storm's coming. Oh, I don't like rain. You know, people complain about everything. But when we focus on Christ, we focus on the things above, we focus on the positive, we'll be looking at it from a positive perspective. And may the Lord use our minds, our brains, which are so complex, so intricate. Imagine what God did to give us a brain like this. Shall we just thank the Lord? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this challenging message today. We pray that every thought that we think, Lord, will bring glory to you. We pray that any bad thoughts that come in, we'll drive them out. We'll confess them and ask you to forgive us. We pray that we will not think about the things of this world and how evil and wicked and corrupt it is, but we will think about heaven. Think about you. Think about what you've done for us. And it will keep us positive. It will keep us encouraged. And we pray, Lord, that you will bless us. Thank you for giving us a mind. Thank you for giving us thoughts, memories, and all of these things. And we pray that we'll use them for your glory. We ask this now and thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.